This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and I am excited about this. You have queued up another exciting topic about what you didn't want. (laughs) 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 And why is it that you keep on getting exactly what you didn't want, or you get to be exactly what you didn't want to be? Yeah, like, I'm not sure. Yeah, listen, (laughs) I started to say, I'm not sure it's if it's a keep on getting, but after this conversation happened in Starbucks, right? I think all kinds of deep stuff happened in Starbucks. Okay. And so I'm talking and it just like hit me, like really came together. You are being exactly what you did not want to be. What? What? And then, you know, we <laughs> talked about it and the realization, it was shocking. And then I thought, Now, here's my question, okay? If I can figure out how to undo this, which probably is not that big a deal, how many other places am I that way in my life? And I really, now that made me start to think. On the drive home, I'm thinking, where else is this showing up? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's the thing getting in my way. I'm too much of what I don't want to be. Um, but anyway, yeah, and there are a couple of different ways to to, to look at that. Um, there's the stuff where we absolutely decided in our earlier life, whether it was when we were young or when we became adults, or at some point we said, "I never want to do that." That is what I don't want to do, and I, you know, a lot of times it's I don't want to be like mom, or I don't want to do what dad did, or you know, there's something else, and we point to that and say, "That's I, I that's not for me," and in those circumstances, if we don't identify what we want to be instead, then the only input that we have given that infinite creative power is what we don't want. If we only have a role model of a dysfunctional parent, then how, how do we know when, we, when we've got something better? <laughs> Everything is getting measured against dysfunctional parent. Yeah, yeah, it- that is so true because while you were talking, I'm tracking it, you know, <laughs> from <laughs> really from my earliest memory of saying, I don't want to be this. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I recognized is that I didn't replace it with what I do want to be instead. Yep. Like, you know, I don't want to have this attitude which drives this particular behavior, but I didn't replace it. And I didn't know. You know, I guess I just wasn't thinking or whatever. And I I actually kind of nurtured it as as a good thing. Hmm. 
Um, and it was a good, it's a good thing in its place. You know, it's, it, maybe not. Maybe not. I think I better take that back. Okay. Yeah. Not probably not such a good thing. It has thing. served a purpose. And there was a, there's a huge amount of, um, you know, I got, you don't know everything, right? So places of ignorance. Um, and, and that, I mean that in a, in a cool way, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know, so you just like going with the flow of what seems cool to you. And then you look and say, well, I don't want that. But here's the thing that you said was significant. I did not replace it. Right. I just said, I don't want to do that. And. Hey. Yeah. Well, there's, there, there's um, uh, a practical aspect to that. And then there is the spiritual context of it. And the practical aspect is when we're doing a practical prayer, the f- first thing we want to do as we have identified the circumstance in our life that we want to dispense with is we have to pivot. We have to understand what the pivot is. And that's the the first step in the prayer is identifying the purpose of the prayer, which is, okay, Mm -hmm. here's what's been going on for me. This is what I want to have be going on instead. And it's crucial to turn from what has been to what it is that we're inviting in Mm -hmm. because, and here's Mm -hmm. the spiritual part of it, the universe don't know no. Mm -hmm. I want to have no loneliness in my life. All we're talking about is loneliness. So it's on a scale of lonely to more lonely. All the universe can respond to is lonely. We need to tell it what we want instead of lonely, because that might be one other person to share our life with. It could be a pet. It could mean that we need to go to a club and be with 3,000 people every night. The universe doesn't know what we want until we tell it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yep. I get that. Um but, you know, it, to me, it's like you have to pay attention to your life. Uh, and I, I wrote a, a piece recently about pay attention to your life. Take care of your life. And that is so, I mean, that's so important. You know, let, let me give you an example that's probably um, a lot of people can relate to. And, you know, I've had some success on me. I'm, I'll confess this part. You know, um, I I didn't have a strong um, financial intelligence. And I decided that I didn't like that. So I created a um, whole program for myself to follow, to, you know, build in this financial genius that I wanted to be. And I guess if I didn't hit the genius part, at least I'd hit what I really wanted. And the the first thing on the list was, and I made all this stuff up. So, you know, it just works for me. I don't work for anybody else. Look at your bank account every single morning, every single morning. If you have 10, look at all 10 before you have your coffee. And I was doing that forever. And when I stopped, things started getting a little, you know, like a little funky. Mm. So it what I'm saying is, It takes time and energy and focus to make sure that you're on the track you want to be and stay there. Mm -hmm. Because if not, you know, little things that sneak in, you know, that that you're not expecting or whatever. And, And I say it like that because I find myself saying to people all the time, it doesn't mean you're a bad person when things don't go the way they should or you think they should. It just means you got to pay attention to your life. And and this area that we're talking about right here, this that I didn't want to be, and I suddenly looked and said, there it is. I wasn't paying attention. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go, go back to the, to, the, to, the, to the bank accounts 
or the bank balances. Um, and, and that's one of those circumstances where you had gone through an experience in your life, undoubtedly, where the, the money was not being managed in a way that was uplifting and harmonious for you. And mm -hmm. you came to the conclusion that you wanted to have a specific amount. You want you one of those numbers to be telling a story for you. So when you use that for your record keeping, for your, for your touchstone, you need to pay attention to it. Now, there are other people who don't need to pay attention to what's in their bank account. There's a, a guy who I worked for, owned like a $20 million a year company. And he would, uh, his bank, and this was in the early 2000s, uh, his bank had one of those uh, automated phones where you could call and just dial in and, and, and get your bank balance. So he realized that if he called the bank every morning and got the business checking account balance, he would know that all of the payments and all of the income from yesterday had been processed properly. And very sharp guy. I mean, he was a, a, an accountant and a CPA in his background, and he built this whole business on a spreadsheet, which was very detailed. But that was the indicator that he needed. And, and he knew what the number was supposed to be. Because he had an idea of what the previous day's sales was, and he had an idea of what the previous day's payments were going to be. So he'd know about what that number should be. And if, and if it was different, then that was his indication, uh-oh, I need to make some, some more phone calls. I need to look into some stuff because something went sideways. Mm -hmm. Exactly the same thing. You know, I mean, except I didn't have $20 million to begin with. Oh, he didn't either. But, uh, the, the way that the business worked is uh, he, we were selling postcards. It was like direct mail postcards, and we would print them mm -hmm. on Monday and then take them down to the post office and mail them. And um, the deal that he worked out with the credit card company, it was, in, it was a company that was in Portland, Oregon, that they would transfer the money after the close of business on the East Coast into the bank account so that he could use the money from today's credit card sales to write the check to the post office tonight. <laughs> he didn't have twenty million dollars. He was lucky if he could pay the postage. <laughs> well, you know what? But but the great thing about things like that, again, it's back to paying attention. Mm -hmm. There's always a way to work things out, but you have to pay attention to what is to figure it out. And um, you know, I I didn't come up understanding that I was not wealthy. I was raised in a bubble. And in some ways, that's nice. And in other ways, it is not. You, you know, you gotta, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you got any sense at all, when you figure it out, you better figure it out quick. Because, you know, so when I decided to create my own financial management plan or education plan, I forget what I call it. I got it. I keep it on my, over here. Um, I, I knew that you've got to, you've got to be disciplined and know which set it all up the way it works for you, mm -hmm. because there's a whole bunch of financial management things and financial literacy programs out there. And they're just confusing. To me, they were confusing. I said, listen, what works for yep. me? What works for me is to, first of all, know what it ought to look like every morning, look at it to make sure that it looks the way you expect. And just a whole bunch of other stuff, little habits that I put in place that seemed like nothing, but it changed everything for mm -hmm. me. 
But then, you know, when I compare that to what we were talking about in the beginning, when I said I'm exactly what I did not want to be, (laughs) I didn't put any fixes in place (laughs) to make sure that that didn't happen. You know, I just thought I'm not doing that. You didn't figure out where you could go and check to see what your current balance was. And it turns out that you were running a deficit (laughs) in whatever area that is. Really? And this is, by the way, minister speak by being able to talk about a personal issue without telling anybody what the issue is. (laughs) (laughs) Ministers are very good at this. You get into a workshop or an activity and they can just expound as as you have been doing, as we can do, Uh, um, about things and, and, and... be very open without actually acknowledging or disclosing what the topic is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter what the topic is because the same process works yeah. everywhere. Uh, and it comes down to you need to find a plan that's going to work for you and then work the plan. So mm-hmm. the, the one that I love using is um, the, is diets or weight loss programs or weight management programs. I don't say weight loss because as soon as you think you're going to lose something, you know, it's, there's a lost and found. So, <laughs> so, and I have been on the keto diet and I've been on the Noom diet and I've been on Weight Watchers and I've used uh, the, the Atkins and uh, all sorts of different ones because uh, this has been an issue for me. And almost all of them, when I work them seriously, work and work very mm. effectively. And if I, you know... <laughs> My joke is that I, I've been on Noom for eight months and all I've lost is eight months. And <laughs> and I am working a program and the program is working out, but I need to identify for myself. This is what I want to accomplish. This is the program I'm going to use. And then I got, I got to work the program. And that is the same thing if we're looking for a relationship. You know, we want to, we want to have a, a, a romantic relation with, relationship with someone. Then sitting at home by ourselves on the couch watching TV and, you know, eating chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream and lamenting that we don't have a relationship is probably not going to change the circumstance. What we need to do is implement a plan that will actually get us in contact with somebody who may want to have a relationship with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You just explained what I didn't know how to explain when we met, (laughs) you know, I, (laughs) I call it work. Yeah. You know, you got to do the work. And I know work sounds, you know, whatever, but I can't find another word for it's it. Work is acceptable because, also- you know, I said, if, 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 the, if it's a workable plan, you got to work the plan. You got to do the work. And, and, it, and you, you know what? There's even pl- work in the planning because you may get far enough down and say, well, this one doesn't work for me that well. You know, I mean, I've been on diets forever. Yeah. And like you said, they all work, mm-hmm. really. They do. But with my personality and the way that I do things long term, some of them didn't weren't going to go to distance. <laughs> some of them didn't go to distance. Right. So I know me. I have to have a discipline step, step, step that this is what I do. I don't have to think about it. This is what I wrote down. This is what you're going to do, Carol, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. And when I do that, it works. I, I can massage all these other thoughts and, you know, stuff like that. I can't do it. And I will put a little asterisk on that because that is the way it works for you. For other people, it'll be different or it could be different. Mm -hmm. You know, you still need to do the work and it's whatever that transformation that, that, that gets to happen internally to allow the external change to happen because whatever it is that we are looking to, to change in our lives, there's some change that we need to make 
or that we get to make in order to to invite that change in to make room for that change. Otherwise, we're going to go on Weight Watchers, and the only thing that's going to get lighter is our wallet. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Too. What are you telling my business? <laughs> I would, I've been on everyone that Oprah puts out there, you know, from the time she rolled all the fat on the stage. <laughs> but there's there's a word that you that you use that to me is just works for me. You said pivot, mm-hmm. turn away from, and that works for me. Turn away. If I got to turn away from this, then that means I got to turn to something else. I can't just be hanging out there. I got to do mm-hmm. it. And the figuring out part, you know, it works for me. Now, you know, there are times when I'll decide I won't, don't want to do it. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, yeah, the whole other, a whole lot of other stuff gets in the way, you know, depression, mild depression, pissed offness or whatever else. Okay. But eventually, yeah, you know, you, you come back and say, wait a minute now. I better go back to the pivot point, <laughs> see where I left yeah. off, because this here ain't working. <laughs> Let's take a break. And when we continue, we'll talk some more about looking at the current facts and then being able to pivot. Yeah, yeah. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marchioli. A wonderful conversation about how I am creating experiences in my life that I don't want. Or as you Mm -hmm. said before, I'm exactly what I didn't want to be. (laughs) And that brought us to the pivot. And for anything that we're going to be praying for, or in fact, anything that we're going to be uh, uh, having an experience of in our lives, there's always a pivot available. Um, and it's sort of frightening that we can categorize pretty much everything that we pray for into five broad categories, health, wealth, love, work, and spirit. Health is everything about our physical being and our wellness. Um, wealth is all about our prosperity and the experience of enoughness and sufficiency that we have in our lives. Uh, love is all the relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or family relationships or community or even our business relationships. Work is about the creativity, the way that we share our gifts. As you speak, it's the work. It's not the job that we go to from nine to five to pay the bills. That has a little bit to do with our creativity and something to do with our wellness and something to do with our our prosperity. But the way that we're sharing our gifts and talents and skills and time and abilities, that's our work in the world. 
And the last one is spirit, which is our spiritual practice and our awareness. And in any of those broadly defined five areas, it is possible to be having an experience that's less than optimal, something that, that, that does not ring in our bell. And in which case, you know, it might be something with our health. You know, I got this boo-boo or, you know, every time I try and stand up, I make more noise than, <laughs> than I want to. Uh, or it could be relationships, you know, about just having uh, a fraught relationship with a family member that just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, and we can look at that and, and we can describe the precise nature of the problem and explain and expand and expound on it. Uh, and if we do that a lot with lots of different people, it's called gossip and drama. <laughs> and I know people who are very, very content to talk about the same problem to person after person after person after person. And mm. when they run out of people, they go have one more experience and there's another drama there. So another story, another tale of woe. And they continue around in the cycle of tales of woe. And then they keep on complaining that, oh, well, this stuff always happens to me. Well, yeah, because who would you be without it? Mm. At some point, we, yeah. we get to pivot. Yeah. What do I want to experience instead? Instead of the drama, instead of the, instead of the boo-boo, instead of the, you know, the, the, the difficulty with that um, irritating family member, what do I want to have happen? Yeah, and that I think that may be kind of scary, you know, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, first to know that you can, you know, that, that you can do it, that there's a pivot point, there's a possible pivot point, and then to decide what's this going to be like, you know, what is, as a matter of fact, when we were talking um, last week about um, something personal, you said, well, you, you gave me two possibilities. And one possibility I had never thought of. Mm. And I thought, hmm, that makes that makes sense. Let me sit with that for a minute. And um I think that that pivot moment is is so important because it's the it's the time when you make the decision mm -hmm. as to whether you're going to do it this way or you're gonna stay on this road that you've been on. Yeah. And we don't yeah. need to decide exactly how it's going to work. In fact, the less specific we're going to be about the, the what the new situation is, the more latitude we give the universe to create something that will meet our demands and requirements without having to explain how it's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. if you go to your closet and you open it up and everything that's in there is just dissatisfying, eh, this is tired and I don't want to, don't feel like wearing that, then you can stand in your closet and complain about how unacceptable all of your clothing is, or you can go to the store and say, let me get something new. You do not need to decide while you're standing in the closet what you're going to get when you get to the store. You don't even need to decide which store you're going to go to. The pivot is I'm going to stop looking at this, at what's been the problem, and I'm going to take a step in a different direction. And then as you go through that, you, I mean, you may know, I'm going to go to Macy's or I'm going to go to TJ Maxx or wherever it is that's your go-to place to, uh, to, to re-wardrobe. Or maybe it's online. You're going to go shop at you know, your favorite online store. It is the decision to stop doing what you've been doing and do something different mm -hmm. that invites in and that, that, that makes room for that, that change and that transformation. That's the pivot. That, the pivot is a whole episode. You know, it, it really is because 
it's like a ma- understanding for, even if it's just for a, man- a nanosecond, that this can be different and I can put that difference in motion. Mm-hmm. And, and for me now here, here for control freaks, you know, this is where we really have to put the brakes on because you say, okay, this can be different. So then I'm going to do this, 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 and this, right. you know, it'll be different. No, because no. And, and it will be different, but when you want the best difference, when you want the best and highest and, you know, most perfect op- wardrobe mm-hmm. <laughs> for me or outfit or whatever, you got to stop for a minute and, and just, just bring God or spirit or whatever you choose to call it and let it have some space. And I found this out too. You know, God doesn't need a whole lot of space and a whole lot of time. Just a, an acknowledgement mm-hmm. is enough, I think, for spirit to grab and, oh, yeah. and begin to give you hints along the way. Yep. Yeah, I had a, a lot of lessons about that that come from rock climbing. Um, you know, he, I, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of rock climbing, both in the gym, indoors, and, and outdoors on cliffs. And the interesting thing about climbing outdoors is that you start climbing up this pretty much blank rock wall, and you get like 10 or 15 feet up, and it's really, it really would be uh, unhealthy to fall. So you can bring a rope with you, you know, and tie the rope from your harness to somebody else's harness, but you need to, to put in something that you're gonna, that's going to catch you if you fall. So you need to put in some kind of an anchor. And there are these little tiny pieces of hardware that you can slip into a crack in the rock and then attach mm-hmm. the, then, then run the rope through it. And that's more than enough to catch you. Just this little tiny piece. It's not, it's not pitons or bolts or anything that you're putting into the rock. It's a little thing that's going to just go in and stay there for a little while. And then you take them out when you leave. But hmm. what you need is that little opening that you can put that into. You know, you need a crack. You need a little space where it can go. And then you get the, the, the nut or the hex or the, 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 the anchor piece that's going to fit that. <clears throat> and suddenly it goes from being very dangerous and uh, unacceptable to now we have a method of getting through where we're going to go. And starting the climb and deciding where each of those particular pieces is going to go and what you have to do before you get started is exhausting. <laughs> People who have climbed the route before know where to put the pieces, but it's possible to go and say, what do I need here? And then address that and continue going and continue going. And then every once in a while you get up the climb partway and there's a tree growing out of the crack in the rock. Well, who planted a tree here? Why would anybody want a tree here? And what happens is there's an opening and there's enough debris that gets in there and a seed blows in and the water gets in and suddenly it germinates. And now there's a tree growing out the side of a cliff where it didn't belong where nobody would have intentionally planted it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the sort of opening that we need to allow spirit to have. And it doesn't need to be a huge opening and it doesn't need to be something where we say this is how it's going to work or this would be appropriate. When there's a possibility, then anything can happen. So, so for example, I said, this is, I'm exactly what I do not wish to be. Mm-hmm. But I know what is the better option. You know, I know the better option. So th- how does that work with the putting the thing in in the mountain? Like maybe, <laughs> how does that work? Um, well, I'm exactly what I didn't want to be is an acknowledgement that the program that we've been working so far hasn't been working. And I remember this going back decades, um, you know, in psychology, when somebody decides 
you know, as they're starting their family, well, I want to be exactly like my mom, you know, mm-hmm. I, or if they say, I, my mom made so many mistakes, I don't want to be anything like my mom. <clears throat> In both cases, the reference point, everything that they're talking about is mom. Even if it's something they're running away from, if that's the only role model, if that's the only uh, example that exists in mind, it's going to come out looking like mom, you know? And even if it's, I, you know, I want to be exactly like mom, it's like quantify that, be very clear. Cause as you go through uh, some of the things that mom did might not particularly resonate anymore. So you need to create yourself a new model. Let me change that. You don't need to, it is helpful to create a new model because otherwise you get to do exactly what you didn't want to do. Because that's all that we can do. Because the universe isn't going to give you something that you didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know no. So it's going to be filling in something. <clears throat> and, and beyond that, we get to allow the space for the universe to do something different. If we've decided how it's going to have to happen, then we're, there's, there's no crack in that wall. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's trusting the universe that there will be, there are cracks in the wall, right? It's, it's, it's the crack is in our wall. We need to, we need to open up a little bit so that we're not a solid brick wall or a solid stone wall that's going to keep anything new from happening. I need to be open to something new. And I just, I, I don't know how it's going to happen. As I open myself up to a brand new possibility, it, you know, it could be a glorious climb. It could be a tree <laughs> growing where the tree didn't belong. <laughs> it could be a relationship showing up where the, there was something really surprising spontaneous healing. You know, we've, we've heard so many stories of people who had terminal illnesses and then suddenly they were fine. I love those stories Mm -hmm. because those are a reminder that the pivot works even when it's something that's quote important. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Life is important though, you know? Yeah. 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 So the pivot could, but it's, I think the work are we saying the work is in recognizing that there is a pivot and making it, but not necessarily what happens after that? What we're going to do, and the more abstract we can be, the more successful it tends to be. Um, if I'm having an experience now and I can pivot and say, this is, the, this is how I want to feel when I'm having a new experience. So I'll use the example of a relationship. So I'm lonely and I really want to have a romantic relationship. And instead of saying, I want to go on to uh, this particular app and meet somebody who I'm going to go out with next weekend and then fall madly in love. Um, That's so specific that it may or may not happen. If instead we say, what I want to do is I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing. I'm going to open myself up to something brand new. And the experience I want to have is to be connected with someone who is loving and supportive. And we have lots in common and love spending time together and a mutually respectful relationship. And you describe the flavor of it instead of the specifics Mm -hmm. of it. And then it gets to show up in all manner of different ways. I like it. Describe the flavor. Describe of it. What, what's this going to feel like when I have it? Not what is it, what are the specs of it, so that I can define it, so that, so that I can order it up, <laughs> <laughs> or or make it happen, and or try to orchestrate. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I had a, I had I a friend, you know, who um, wanted to, you know, have a uh, 
he wanted to be involved in a, in a romantic relationship where they would go and get on like the Philly Flash bus and just ride around to the sites, the, the, the tourist destinations around Philadelphia, you know, and do those sorts of things. I said, well, do you do that stuff now? And he says, no, I don't have to do it with. I said, go do what you're going to be doing when the person you want to be doing it with is doing it with you because they're likely to be there too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yes, the affinity yes. program. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go out to the bars because that's where you meet people. Okay, do you want do you want to meet somebody who hangs out in bars? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a different choice there. You know what I'm getting out of this is that the principle works no matter what the situation it does. is. Yeah. Yeah, because some of them, sometimes it's just so simple to me, you know, okay, I got that. I'm good, you know, or yeah, I'm all right with that. But then another thing will show up and I'm like, what yeah, where'd that is come going from? on here? <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> then you apply the principle again. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. So here goes, here goes me. I read Ernest Holmes and then... Life got busy and I wasn't reading Ernest Holmes that much. And I thought, you know what? Some things that you that really resonated with you that came through Ernest Holmes, maybe you better just read Ernest Holmes at least on Mondays, you know, rather than (laughs) (laughs) forget. And then like, oh, man, I knew that one time. So, yeah, I call it putting fixes in place. But, you know, it works. Yep. It works. Yep. It works. Let's take another break, and then we will do a prayer that will focus on perfect pivots. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol and thoroughly enjoying this this discussion. Not just enjoying it, but I'm learning. Yeah. We started out with a really As usual. we started out with a really long title. I'm exactly what I didn't want to be. And we narrowed it down to pivot. <laughs> Which is a different way of looking at the same thing. Yeah, it but you know, it's like narrowed down to pivot, but that's no small thing. I just want to throw that out there. We said it before. It's not a small thing. But you know, it's a, it's a, a it's, it's a, it's a single word, but it's not a small thing. And in fact, that's what our prayer is going to be about today. Our prayer is about the perfect pivot. 
about being able to look at the situation or the circumstance that we've been involved in up until now and be able to turn away from that instead of anticipating that that's going to be continuing forever and ever and ever and open up to something different. And it's about looking away from what's been and opening up to something new. And doing that is not always easy because it's really easy to catalog the problems and the difficulties and the challenges and to complain and to come up with excuses and reasons and rationales of why things have been the way that they are. But the pivot is always possible. So that is the prayer today, not for the results of the pivot happening, but for the awareness of the pivot to come to each of us. Yeah, so we'll do that. And uh, we'll begin by closing our eyes to the circumstances and the situations that have been going on up until now. So we can turn our attention to that infinite creative power, that divine presence, that one that creates everything. We call it nature. We call it the Big Bang. We call it God or spirit or sweetie, whatever it is that we call it. It is that one from which everything is flowing. That one divine source that shares itself as and through and in all of its creation. Everything everywhere is that divine presence taking its own particular and specific form. That everything includes me, and it includes everyone who is listening to this prayer now. So I know that that infinite intelligence, that divine guidance is available everywhere, and it's available to each of us. And I am claiming now that as we become aware of and put our attention to the circumstance or the situation or the experience which has been unsatisfactory up until now, the things that have been going on in our health and our feelings of wellness and vitality or in our experiences of financial prosperity or abundance or enoughness anywhere in our lives or experiences of romance or family or communal love, even with coworkers and people in our neighborhood, even with the government, relationships of any variety, wherever there has been a challenge, we are aware that that can change. Perhaps it's with our creativity and the ways that we're sharing our work in the world. All of this is subject to change. So the invitation, the intention now is for an awareness of that situation that has been up until now, being able to resolve differently. What do we want instead? What is that newness that we get to open ourselves up to? Not a specification or a detail of exactly what it's going to look like or how it's going to work but the flavor, the tone, the feeling of that new experience once it has come upon us. Once we have this newness, how are we going to feel? And we turn our attention, we pivot from what has been to that newness which is available and open ourselves up to that good, knowing that there is nothing that stands in the way of this transformation. This good, this pivot, this transformation, this awareness is available right now to each of us in our own way. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the awareness of the process. I'm grateful for the creative law, which is always saying yes. And I'm grateful to be able to speak this word of openness, of invitation, and release it into that creative law. And to know without any question, doubt, or hesitation that it is already saying yes. This good is already coming about now. So with this deep feeling of thanks, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law. And I know that it's so. And so it is. The 
Practical Prayer Podcast with Rev. Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.